Hi and welcome to this month's Living and Working Abroad webinar. Um, I hope you enjoy our live experience and uh, I've got my uh, trusty photographer here who's um, doing a great job at trying to improve how I look and how we come over to you. So uh, welcome to this month's Living and Working Abroad um, where we're talking about uh, an, a guide to how EU Brexit affects expats, property, pension and business um, in the coming years. Uh, we've got some interesting offer for you at the end of the video, so keep listening. Uh, but you can follow uh, this live webinar and, and ask questions and comments below and on our Living and Working Abroad page on, on Facebook and we'll, we'll cover more issues for you um, and, and try and answer your questions and, and help you make sense of what's going on. There's a lot of hot air in the world about Brexit. There's a lot of hot air in the politics and from big business. What we're concerned about is discussing how that affects expats living and working abroad in the EU. There's over 3 million EU expats living in the UK and over 1 million British and UK expats living in the EU. Uh, how are they going to be affected for their residency rights? What access are they going to have to their property? How is that going to be changed in terms of taxation and medical care and, and social welfare? And these are the issues that we explore in great detail in our guides and our blogs. Uh, and uh, what we're going to do is try and summarise in this webinar five things that are our key distinctions that have arisen in EU Brexit this month. And the first one is the EU. It's been a big advance in the legal position. The UK have now agreed and passed into law uh, their EU withdrawal bill. That received royal assent two days ago on the 26th of June. So now there is a law in place that on the after the 29th of March 2019, the UK have got a set of laws that adopts all the EU legislation that's currently um, in law in the UK with UK legislation and, and sovereign to the UK government in London. And, and, and so the UK can carry on and the UK can carry on exactly as it's doing today with the existing set of rules in place. Uh, and now uh, Brexit will happen. There's nothing to stop it as far as the UK is concerned. The EU, meanwhile, has still got their withdrawal treaty with their, their, their issues that they want to resolve. There's still a bit of, a bit of political hot air coming from Ireland um, where they want the, the border issue settled. Um, we don't hear this with Gibraltar and Spain and, and in Cyprus where there's a border between the UK and, 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 and Europe. And there wasn't an issue in Ireland before the, the, the Ireland and the UK joined the EU. It's only now that it's become an issue and a central issue to the EU. Um, being of Irish descent um, and being holding a dual citizenship with a, an Irish passport 
is deeply passionate to that but I grew up on the border and I understand that there was no hard border uh, before the EU and there's no reason for there to be a hard border afterwards uh, a settlement will be found um, what 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 will come on though is the bruh the bargaining this is where we're, the interesting position going forward this weekend we've got an EU summit going on which is not discussing Brexit at all it should Brexit should be the main topic of conversation and it's not a relevance at all we'll look at what the relevance is, what the discussions about that are later um, but what one of the things that the UK have now done is that they've deferred their deadline as far as the UK are concerned they're happy not to settle a customs union agreement until January 2019 now this is very interesting because Brexit under English law is now set to be 29th of March and that can go ahead without any more changes in the UK if they leave without a customs union agreement then they just go to world trade organizations which the EU operate under anyway and, and which all countries around the world operate so the UK can continue to be open for business with people around the world the only thing that could potentially change is the vested interest for those countries and those big businesses trading within the EU so uh, the, the UK in a way are calling the bluff because January 2019 is, is really in negotiating terms is very 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 much lastminute.com that they're not allowing themselves any margin for error and it, they've adopted a new negotiating position which is take it or leave it um, and, and sensing perhaps a bit of a, a weakening in the in the um, EU position uh, which we've summarized as the external pressures uh, that are coming on the EU the EU summit this weekend is all about migration it's all about cross-border movement within the EU which is exactly what expats want to know that they're going to have the, 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 the rights to move within the EU but this is coming under great pressure uh, immigration was a, a point of issue that, that, that drove Brexit in the UK but now uh, migration from Africa through Libya um, has, has created big divides between the north and south of Europe and between west and east uh, Italy, Greece and Malta uh, are not happy about the amount of migrants they're taking disproportionately uh, to the north of Europe but equally the Sweden um, and, and Germany's of this world are not happy with the seepage of these migrants moving and being released from Italy and Greece to make their way to the richer northern European countries but we've also got a west-east divide where <coughs> the, the, the eastern countries that joined the EU later I've got a more of a nationalistic set of uh, leaders especially in Hungary and Austria are leading the way for this uh, you know a tougher line on on migration into the EU from third-party countries and this is seen this has now been taken up in Italy as well and uh, at the summit this weekend Angela Merkel has been given an ultimatum and uh, not by the EU not by 
any external party, but by members of our own government to get a, a deal to stop migrants coming into Germany in the numbers that they're coming in. So the German government could collapse. The, the, the leader that was supposedly the most powerful EU leader of the most powerful EU country uh, could now see its government collapse uh, over the migration issue. And, 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 and what could this mean? Well, it could mean that the Schengen Agreement, the Open Borders Agreement in the EU, collapses. And what would happen then? Migration could be uh, the beginning of the end of the Schengen Open Borders Agreement. It could be the beginning of the end of the EU. Uh, or they could find a fudge in a different way forward. What is true with Brexit and with migration is that nothing will stay the same and everything will be the same and everything will be different. So there will always be change and there will always be an evolution of a position and things are going to change. Whether you stay in the EU or stay outside the EU, uh, migration issue is having a big, a big knock-on effect and there's going to be changes uh, across countries. So for expats is vitally important. How is it going to impact on, on expats? If the, the Open Borders Treaty disappears, then what it will mean is that every country will uh, open and will operate its own border policy in terms of people uh, visiting the country to visit their holiday homes, to go on holiday, uh, to uh, uh, use their investment or to make a business in a foreign country. So uh, the, uh, uh, the open borders a treaty that uh, EU expats and EU citizens are used to could disappear and could disappear very quickly in the next six to 12 months. Um, and, to be, and it would just be replaced by individual borders on individual countries. And, and this is a big lesson for uh, EU expats to learn. Um, for EU expats living in the UK, the UK have announced uh, very clearly what their policy is on, on uh, expats who, who are already living in the UK from the EU by the 29th of March next year, that they can stay and how they can stay and how they can progress their applications to get dual citizenship or, or permanent residency or, or a passport. And, and the UK are now well ahead of the EU in making it very clear to any EU citizen who is uh, registered and living and working and, uh, in, the, in the UK before Brexit of what they need to do as proof of residency in terms of work, um, uh, contracts, home life, uh, residency, tenancies, uh, property ownership, business ownership, in order to stay there. Um, it, it could be that uh, after Brexit, the EU citizens have to have an individual arrangement with every country. If the open borders policy of the EU continues, then it, it, you, can, you can still make arrangements now that a UK expat can have a free movement between one country and another under the simpler EU rules at the moment. But they may change anyway if the Open Borders Treaty 
answers. The fact of the matter is, is that with Brexit, EU expats living in the UK need to make a change and they need to make a decision on their path before uh, Brexit and be in the UK legally living and working. Uh, UK expats need to be registered and living and working in their home, in their country in the EU uh, for that to apply for them. And so there's a change coming up. Uh, expats should take, make that change, uh, take a, a step forward, uh, contact us, speak to ProAx Living and Working Abroad team, find out a bit more. Because the other big issue is taxation. Now, that, for example, there's a, a big double taxation treaty between Cyprus and the UK that is coming into force at, at the start of 2019. So for uh, UK expats living and working in Cyprus or retired in Cyprus or with a holiday home in Cyprus, there's a whole new tax agreement for 2019, as well as Brexit and the new residency rules. Will you still be able to go on holiday in Cyprus? Yes. Will you still be able to get access to your holiday home? Yes. How will I be able to get a business in a new country? Well, if, if the EU is not there, then a, a company doesn't need a customs union. They can simply, uh, the company can start a subsidiary in Estonia, in France, in Spain, in Cyprus, and start a, a subsidiary company in that country. And as long as um, your UK company has got a, a Cyprus company or a Cyprus registered business, then there's no reason why they can't continue to trade there, um, despite what the EU would say. Uh, yes, there'll be customs, yes, there'll be visas, yes, there'll be cross-border issues, but they're all manageable because with tax, as well as with medical, as well as with social care, there's individual bilateral treaties between countries that existed before the EU and they'll exist after the EU. And it's for expats to take the initiative now. So if you are investing in business or property, or you're living and working abroad in Cyprus or within the EU, a UK expat should take action to formalize the residency before Brexit and make sure that after Brexit, they can um, uh, live and work abroad and obtain a settled status. Now, the individual countries haven't uh, confirmed uh, what will happen with EU citizens after Brexit, but there are rules in place. And we can assume if we look at the third country national rules that exist in those countries today, that is what the British citizens will have. So nothing will change on Brexit Day in terms of there's a transition period uh, for the rest of 2019-2020 but by after that then the, the new rules will come in place. So again it's better to look ahead for your business, for your family, for your overseas property so you can enjoy your holiday, enjoy your lifestyle, enjoy your long breaks or your working uh, abroad in, in Cyprus and uh, by, by planning and, and seeing that the world cannot stay the same, will not stay the same. If North Korea can agree with the USA, then the EU can agree with the UK and uh, uh, we can find a way forward. In the next month, we'll find uh, Trump and NATO and Russia all making changes to the world order and uh, UK and EU Brexit uh, will take effect as well.
we've created a detailed guide uh, which uh, with the help of my two able assistants Zoe and, and Cassie to uh, for expats on how EU Brexit affects overseas property business and pensions it includes details of the new double taxation treaty and how it affects pensions for for British people living and working abroad it includes how to open a, a company in a foreign country and operate your business it includes details of of what the changes to social welfare, medical care will be, and and how the ta what the tax implications will be. Um, it, it, so it's quite a comprehensive guide. It gives you a lot of detail into the changes that are coming up. And and once you've uh, got hold of a copy, we we will be updating it. And you've been you know enabled to get the updated version uh, as we update it in in the coming year. So uh, what we'd like you to do is click on the link um, on this page. Um, it's on our uh, uh, information site, uh, livingandworkingabroad.club, um, uh, under the page for EU Brexit for expats. Uh, you go along to that page, gives you an introduction, and you can put in your information, and you can get hold of your copy of the guide. So we'll send that round. We'll put it on our blogs on our main website, projectpartnership.com. Look for it in the, in, the, in the Facebook page. Thank you for the girls for helping me prepare that. Uh, Zoe and Cassie, you were magnificent. And uh, thank you for my photographic assistant today. Hope you enjoyed the webinar. And I did mean to make it 15 minutes, it's 20 minutes. Um, and watch for more information and more guides and more updates and, and follow us at ProPartnership.com. Thank you very much.